Welcome to this week's Connect Life Word Session, brought to you by Victory in the Word Outreach Toronto. In these Word Sessions, it's all about connecting our lives to the Word of God so that we can live out our faith in really practical ways. Together, we are learning how to stand in truth, triumph over challenges, and thrive in purpose, releasing the sound of victory as we go. Hi everyone, Dr. Michelle here with you once again for another Word session for the next 50 minutes. We're going to open up the Word of God. We're going to get the wisdom that we need to apply to our lives so that we can experience the fullness of life as a child of God and experience the overwhelming peace, the deep-seated joy, and the clarity that comes with knowing who you are and whose you are. So as we begin in our time together, let me say a word of blessing over you. Father, we thank you so much today. This is the day that you have made. And Lord, it's a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. There are so many things to give you thanks and praise for. Right now, we thank you for your ability to give us peace. Our minds are so full these days. So many different emotions, different feelings, different thoughts, different mindsets that we have to sort through and weigh at the options. And all of those things can make us feel overwhelmed and at times burden. But we thank you that you are the one who gives peace. You give us wisdom, you give us comfort, and in your presence, truly, there is fullness of joy. So we give you our minds today, and we pray in the name of Jesus that our minds would find rest in you, that we would expand in our creative thinking, and that we would experience what it is to live in your presence at all times. So we bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, the word of God tells us that he will keep us in perfect peace as we keep our mind stayed on him. We have a choice to make every morning that we get up and all through the day to keep our minds stayed on God to experience that perfect peace. It is possible and it is for you. So we are in our series called Kingdom Culture 101. It's like a crash course about the culture of God's kingdom. When we enter in relationship uh, through Jesus Christ and we become part of the family of God, we receive so many blessings. We receive forgiveness. We receive grace. We receive the empowerment to keep going in this life. We receive the victory that was won for us at the cross. And also, we now become part of a kingdom that has a culture. And this culture is modeled after the character, the heartbeat of the king of the kingdom, who is God. As we live in this world, we are part of many different cultures, our ethnic cultures, our um, geographical look, uh, cultures, and also our family cultures. And these cultures, really shape what our priorities are, our thought patterns, our mindsets, our speech, our behaviors, what we consider to be the norm. And we, we really live our lives in the framework of these cultures. Now, when we become part of the family of God and we enter into the kingdom, the spiritual kingdom where God is ruling and reigning, then we now have to embrace the culture of the kingdom. So as we live in this world, 
the culture of God's kingdom must now become our focus. And let me tell you, there is a difference. In, in our world, you know, if someone gets at you, you get at them back. You, you, you do whatever you need to, sur to survive, to thrive, to, to go above the crowd. But in the kingdom, it's different. It talks about love. It talks about forgiveness. It talks about mercy. And that is one of the ways we are identified as children of God, by the character, by the culture that we display. And for many people, hey, we sometimes don't even know the difference because the way we understand God or see God or do church is often very heavily informed by the cultures that we find ourselves in. And I truly believe that culture is a beautiful thing because God has made us um, diverse. He has made us in different places of the world. We get to learn different ways of speaking, dressing, eating, all that stuff. I believe it adds a richness to life. But at the end of the day, the culture of the kingdom must supersede every other culture. That is the one which we must use to guide our lives primarily. And the Bible tells us that, hey, this kingdom of God is not, you know, need and drink and what you wear. No, it is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. So the culture of God's kingdom will be characterized by righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit, in that beautiful bond of fellowship with God. So, you know, we have been going through what is called the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus is teaching as to what this kingdom looks like. How, how does one um, behave in this kingdom? What is to be expected in the kingdom of God? It's like a manifesto for God's kingdom. And we pick up today at uh, Matthew chapter 5. I'm going to read from verse 1 as we build, and I'm going to focus on verse 5. Let's start. Uh, and seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. All right. So, you know, you're welcome to go back to the other videos and see how we built up to this moment. And we're going to dive right into the verse that is going to be our focus for today, which is verse number five. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. We start again with the idea of being blessed, and that's not just being, you know, happy and everything going your way, but it's an internal state of deep joy and an inner peace that comes from knowing that you are in right standing with God, that you are doing what God has asked of you. And that's why when Jesus said, hey, the, the joy that I give, the world can't give it, right? And also, the world can't take it away. So there is a, a blessed joy, blessed peace that comes that from God's uh, kingdom, that comes from knowing that you are in the place you're supposed to be doing what he's asked you to do, and it emanates from the inside. So that is the state, blessed. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, what is it to be meek? In the world, meekness is often looked as weak 
that you have no backbone, no spine, that people trample all over you and just, you know, you allow people to, to get the one up on you. But the biblical understanding of meek is a little bit different. This is the idea that you have gentleness and self-control. And let me tell you how important self-control is because if we do whatever we feel to do go with however our flesh feels whatever we think is right in the moment we will oftentimes not do that which pleases God our flesh the the old man inside us the old ways of thinking that we are trying to uh, get our minds to be renewed into a new direction according to God's kingdom's culture, according to his will and his purposes for our lives. That old man causes us to struggle at times because we want to do what feels good. We want to do what satisfies and gratifies us in the moment and for our flesh. And we don't often think about the repercussions, the consequences, or the eternal um, uh, the eternal consequences. And so the meek is not weakness. The meek are those who have learned how to master themselves. And this concept, although it is grounded in the Bible, is something that is being taught now everywhere you go of how to master yourself, how to get your inner healing and allow yourself to be so in control of your emotions and your thoughts that no one has power over you. So it's out in the world. They're, they're trying to bring that idea. But let me tell you, it's first biblical. It's first from God's heart towards us. He desires that we learn how to, to um, have self-control, how to have gentleness, that we don't just fly off the top of our head at all times and react to life, going through life just reacting to everything. That's exhausting, that's dangerous, that's disastrous, and you will not experience that blessed state of peace and inner joy when we choose to live that way. And this idea of meekness, let me tell you, it's not even something that you can achieve on your own. You cannot even attain it on your own. The Bible tells us in Galatians 5 that self-control, gentleness, is actually part of the fruit of the Spirit. What does that mean? Well, that is evidence of the outworking of the presence of God inside of you. A life that is submitted to God, not perfect by any means, but really trying to obey God and allow God to lead them and guide them and show them the way in which to live and give them their um, his priorities. That type of life, a surrendered life, a submitted life, is one in which the Holy Spirit is working to make that person like Jesus. And isn't that what all of this is about, to be like Jesus? You cannot even do it on your own. I don't care how determined you are or how clever you are or how clever I am. No, you cannot. We cannot do it our own. It is only by the Spirit of God working inside of us, showing us um, the priorities of God, helping us to get through the difficult moments, helping the Word of God to come alive to us, the wisdom of God that is ours for the taking. It is the Spirit of the Lord on the inside of us that produces the true type of self-control. And this type of self-control is grounded in love. Many times we can try to control our lives, control our emotions, control how we think, but it's coming from a place of either shame 
condemnation or hatred for oneself. So if I can control my behavior, then I can present myself as finally being all that put together and people won't see the flaws or the weaknesses or the parts of me that I don't want anyone to see. And so we push for self-mastery, we push for self-control, but it's not coming from a place of deep love and acceptance. So this type of self-control that the Bible is talking about, because it is the work of the Spirit, it is the work of love. The motivation is not shame. The motivation is not condemnation. The motivation is not trying to get you to hide, but rather the motivation is deep love and acceptance for freedom. Those who are meek, those who allow Holy Spirit to work in them, to build self-control, where they're not tossed to and fro by every opinion, every, every word, everything that comes up against them, but stable and clear from the inside out. Those are the ones who are going to inherit the earth. So what does that mean? For the next two minutes, let me explain to you what that means. Now, when this this was written when Jesus said this at that time there was that very real promise and it actually goes back to uh, Psalm 37 verse 11 which says but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace isn't that good that's said in Psalm 37, even before Jesus was on the earth. And that was a real promise that was given to the Israelites, that they would actually, actually inherit the land. They would inherit their, their space that God had allocated for them. There was a real territory that was theirs for the taking. And as they remained meek and, and as they followed God, submitted to God and allowed God to, to shape that self-control through, through the different laws that he gave them, they would get the promise. Now for us, now for us as, as disciples of Jesus, we have this promise that we will inherit the earth. We will inherit territory. And, that, and I would like to say it in this simple way for you today. There is a sphere of influence that God has called you to on this earth. He has put within you a special uh, skill set, a special combination of giftings. He has crafted through your experiences the ones where you obeyed him and the ones where you didn't, right? Because he's able to work all things for, for, your, for your good. And so he has been working through your story to give you an area, a sphere of influence where the rule and the reign of Christ can be seen, where people can experience the kingdom of God, see the difference through your life, through your impact, through your speech and your behavior. And as we remain meek, as we gain that self-control and that gentleness and do it God's way, trust me, you will gain the earth. You will gain your sphere of influence that God has earmarked for you so that the world can know that he truly loves us, that his thoughts towards us are good, and that he has a plan. And look how important this is. As you gain your territory, and I gain my territory, and my friend gains their territory, that's how the glory of God covers the earth. 
through our lives, through our impact, the kingdom is advanced. So we have a reason to allow Holy Spirit to do the deep work in us, to partner with God, to gain that self-control and that gentleness of spirit so that we can have the impact and the influence and receive the inheritance that is ours through Jesus Christ. This week, may you practice self-control. May you work with Holy Spirit to walk in a new level of meekness for the inheritance that is yours. I bless you today. I bless you to go and to prosper and to thrive and to know that he who called you is faithful and he will surely do it. And if it is that you have not, you know, gone into that relationship with him as yet, send us a message. Connect with us. Let us know. We'll answer your questions. We'll have conversation. Most important is that your heart becomes one with his. I bless you. Dr. Michelle signing off for another week. Have a fantastic day.